Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the Rogers Radio Podcast. I am your host, Alyssa Rogers, and as you can see, we are at the Prizery today with director of the Prizery, Melanie Canellison Janata. How are you? I am great. I'm so glad to have you here today. Oh, I am so happy to be here. I, I think this is the coolest thing. Isn't this so <laughs> cool? Look at all of this back here. I mean, gosh, we're on a real stage. I'm going to try not to be too nervous. <laughs> and I'm excited to talk to you today. Excited. Because Riley was in The Little Mermaid. You had that production mm -hmm. over the summer. It was amazing. And I like to watch directors. I like to watch coaches. I like to see how people can bring others together and make them achieve a common goal mm -hmm. and keep them in line. Yes. And so I came to every performance. <laughs> every performance was fantastic, but I would look back at you during the, the performances and just watch you. And you are so fantastic. You were so intriguing to me. And I said, I really need to get to know you better because I just think what you're doing is amazing. Oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. And Mermaid was the perfect show to get started with here. Yeah. And Having all the kids and the, the people involved, it was just, it was a wonderful experience. And I couldn't think of a better way to get a, a start here. It was so good. And so many people loved it. I know multiple people came multiple times mm -hmm. and I just couldn't get enough. I mean, I was singing the songs every <laughs> week. I mean, they were stuck in my head. I just oh, yes. loved every second of it. And I just think that you did an amazing job. Thank you. And I can't wait to see the amazing things that you're gonna continue bringing to the prizery. Nice. But I want everyone to get to know you because you're not from Halifax County no. originally. And I want to know your background and kind of what led you to becoming the executive director at the Prizery. Sure. Um, well, so I'm a North Carolina girl. Okay. I grew up right outside of Winston-Salem in a little town called Moxville. Okay. And uh, went to college at Appalachian State and have spent basically my whole career as an artist, being artistic directors for theaters around the South. I was the artistic director for eight years at the Andy Griffith Playhouse in Mount Airy, cool. and then for um, 10 years um, at the Paramount Arts Center in Ashland, Kentucky. And unfortunately, when COVID hit mm -hmm. and all of the theaters had to close down, and so my husband and I made the decision uh, to move back to my hometown in North Carolina. And while we were there, I was kind of looking for a new position that would offer me challenges and opportunities. And I saw this position come open and I love this part of the, the, the state yeah. and this, the whole, everything is so beautiful here. And I love small town life. Mm -hmm. I've, mm -hmm. like, Moxville's a small town, so I, that's what kind of I grew up with. And yeah. so it was such an opportunity to come here and help restart the prizery after COVID had closed it down. and just an exciting challenge yeah. and so it's been been great and 
you have an extensive background in theater and the arts, mm -hmm. and I know you went to Appalachian State. Mm -hmm. um, I looked you up. I Googled <laughs> you. You Googled me. Uh. <laughs> and I looked at all of your accolades, and you've done amazing things. Did you always know you wanted to be in theater and the arts? It's always been It's your always, thing. yes. From, from being a little girl, my family, we always watch movie musicals. Mm -hmm. And movie musicals have always been my just, ah, uh, mesmerized by them. Yeah. And so I was always in shows growing up and music and band. And so I've always been an artsy person, although I was very involved in sports as well. Okay. You know, I, my dad was a coach and I played basketball and softball. And so I did a little bit of everything. But once I went to college, um, I ended up making the decision to double major in theater and dance and minor in music. And after that, it just kind of all fell into place. And I started, I think as, a, as an artist, you find yourself uh, finding your niche, you know, exploring different jobs until you find one. And being a director and a choreographer and working with nonprofit theaters, yeah. it just it was, it was a perfect fit for me. And that's just what I've done ever since. Coaching, your your father was a coach. That's where you get this from. You're <laughs> yes. so good because you're a coach yeah. in all of your directing and everything you have to do with your team and volunteers. So well, it is like that, and uh, you know it it is very much of a you're there for, to support them and to help mm -hmm. them get better and help them grow. And I do kind of look at it as coaching for sure. when you give that constructive criticism or feedback. It's to help them get better and help them grow. So definitely, yeah, it comes to my family. And my mom is a teacher, so both oh, you know, both my family members uh, and my brother, we all kind of have that same gene. I yes, think, so. and I mean, I was going to ask, you know, what characteristics do you feel like you possess that makes you successful in your current role? Um, well, I have a strong passion, and yeah. I mean, literally, the arts are, are what I live for mm -hmm. as far as my career. I'm, I want it to be top-notch, top standard. I have um, determination that, you know, if I want something to happen, I'm going to do my darndest yes. to make it happen. Yes. Um, and I also, I really have a love for community and I, the, the connections that you make. Mm -hmm. And theater, for many people, becomes a second family or for some people, even a first family. Yes. And I want to be that for people who come here that they feel like they're coming to family. Mm. And and you do such a good job at that. What is your leadership style? Well, I am a very I try to create a team environment and I try to um I set I do set high expectations because I think that's I love that. Well and it's kind of the self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, right. if the expectations are here, people try to rise to meet them. Mm. And so I, I have a an amazing staff and they kind of know their role and they do it and re they require minimal supervision most of the time, which yeah. is fabulous. And it, it just really works. We have a great team here and the, uh, the volunteers, the staff, it all, the board of directors, yeah. it all works together to just create this, this wonderful place that we have in this community. Yes, and we were just talking before we came on. We were talking to your team members, and 
they have done some fascinating things mm -hmm. and you have a great team. You have, I see that you just had volunteer orientation Yes, and that's really cool, but people can volunteer if they want and sign up anytime. I'm sure Yes, an amazing supportive board. We mm -hmm. were talking about, that's just really great to have those people surrounding you at all times. It really is. And, and the board is, you know, they're very supportive and they, they have this community's best interests at yes. heart and trying to really make the prize very something for everybody in the community. Mm -hmm. And the staff here, it's small but mighty, as yeah. we say. We don't have a lot of us, but we're very hard workers and we're all very passionate about the prizery. And volunteer orientation last night, we had over 25 people here. That is awesome. And most of them, um, or a good portion of them were brand new and we're constantly recruiting. And we could not run without volunteers. And yes. so we always encourage people to reach out because we're looking for people all the time. I love that. And talking about theater, you have multiple shows throughout the year. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give someone that is maybe looking into it, they want to try it, but they're a little nervous? What advice would you give someone that wants to try it out? Before most of our major auditions, we try to do a workshop. Mm -hmm. And that workshop, we try to familiarize, especially new people who are a little bit nervous, mm -hmm. get them comfortable with what they're gonna be going through and what, what we're looking for. And then they can then take that, work on things at home, and then come in here a little more confident. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but I always really encourage people to don't be afraid. Uh, so many people are like, oh, I could never do that. But then once they do it, they're bitten and they love yes. it. And they're like, why did I ever think I couldn't do this? And whether it's a, you know, a chorus role, a small speaking part, all the way up to the leads, there's things here for everybody. And for people who aren't on stage interested, we have all this backstage stuff from building sets to painting and designing the lights. Mm. And there's so much to do. And there's something for every personality and every um, ability. Yeah. Uh, so, but, and I, I just encourage people to reach out and get involved mm -hmm. and be, be aware that there's so much more than just being on stage. And, uh, the more you learn, the better. I, I work with a lot of teenagers who are excited about going on to college and right. they decide, some of them a little later, um, that they wanna do theater right. or they wanna do the arts. And so at that point, I'm like, well, learn as much as you can about everything. And then that puts you in much more of a competitive position when you're looking for a job and, and when you get out of college and not always an acting job is what yeah. happens, but mm -hmm. usually there, I've had people call me and say, well, I got this job as a stage manager and it is amazing. So yeah. they find their areas that I they love. love. Mm -hmm. You have me wanting to try it out. You should. should. I, should I come and <laughs> yes, try it out? Definitely. <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> definitely. She should. <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, what can people expect from you as a director? Because I know we were talking about, you know, it was Riley's first show and we came in and we had a meeting and it was very organized. And, you know, what can people expect when you're directing? a show or as the executive director of the prizery? Well, I try to, um, I try to always be professional. Mm -hmm. I try to run rehearsals as if I tell people, imagine it's your job, even yeah. though the kids, you know, mm -hmm. imagine this is your job mm -hmm. because what I tell people is 
people that pay to come see your show, they want to see the best you've yes. got. And they want it to be um, something they're going to remember. Yeah. Just like you said, people came back multiple times yes. to see Mermaid because they were like, oh, the kids, or the, <laughs> they were so cute, or the dances, or this. And it, it really makes a difference when when you can have that kind of atmosphere. So you, I always tell people I want it to be fun, but I want it to be productive. Yes. So we have our rehearsals and we have our fun time and we do our theater games and we get people comfortable with each other and get, let them get to know each other, develop those relationships, and then it's down to business and we learn our music and we learn our songs and dances and and then it's showtime and yeah. we put on that game face and nine times out of 10, they rise to the occasion and it's just, you know, it's like little magic happens on stage. It is magic <laughs> because by coming to every show, every show was a little different because mm -hmm. you see different things happen. You're like, oh my gosh, what are they gonna do? And <laughs> you would never know that it was, you know, not like that the night before. They just pivot so well. That is very true, and and that's one of the things I do try to teach them is in the theater, you have to expect the unexpected. Yeah. Uh, you never know when a piece of scenery is going to malfunction, right. Right. or a light is going to fall, or uh, a character is going to forget a line, and so you have to be able to recover very quickly and keep going, even when there's something different that they're yeah. not expected to. Well, they did a great job at that. Mm. Um, what is one lesson you've learned along this journey? that you take with you every day? Something that I still have, you know, people from the very first shows I ever directed mm -hmm. that I'm still in touch with. So mm -hmm. it's like you, you develop lifelong relationships with some yeah. people. And I've, I've discovered that you touch people, everybody in the cast touches people in a way that they're gonna remember forever. Yes. And my goal is always to have that memory, that that impact be positive. Mm. And know, I just have to know that when they look back 10 years from now, I want them to say, wow, do you remember Little Mermaid and how much fun we had with that yeah. show and how great it was? And knowing that some of them are making lifelong friendships. I've had people meet their spouses. In wow. fact, I met my spouse. Um, he came to audition for a show I was directing, and boom, there it was. It was over. I love that. <laughs> yes. So you know, it, it's it's a family in more sense, you know, than than just yeah. words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What motto do you live by? Um, I'm a big believer in trusting in God. Yes. And believing that I have to be true to myself because I, I believe that I am always well-intentioned and always try to do the best that I can. And I believe if I'm true to that and trust God, it's going to work out. Yes, so true. And, you know, you have to trust in yourself a lot and the decisions that you have to make here on a daily basis and, and all the people that are looking up to you. And I didn't know until we sat down today, how many events have you had in the last 14 days here at the Prizery? We've had 16 events in 14 days. In 14 days. <laughs> Did you guys know that much happens here at the Prizery? Because I had no idea mm -hmm. that that much is going on all the time. So tell us everything that the Prizery has to offer. And I probably you probably can't even tell us everything because there's so many. But what are some main things going on at the Prizery all the time? 
Well, of course, we, we have our presenting series, which is what most people are aware of mm -hmm. when we have shows here. Mm -hmm. We have a wonderful, our dance and dine series where we have music and food upstairs. We've had performances this year, like the Drifters on stage mm -hmm. and comedians. So those performances are what a lot of people are aware of. Right. And then we also have um, classes. Mm -hmm. So we started our fall semester of classes and we have acting classes going on and we have art classes and we're doing family art classes where people can come as a, as a family and have an evening of making fall crafts. Fun. And it's just a really neat thing for them to mm -hmm. do as a group. Um, we obviously, our banquet hall is a really popular rental space. Yep. And we are constantly turning that room over for weddings and events and award ceremonies and graduations. And then we also, we have our art gallery downstairs, which we have had, uh, we're getting ready to have our 10th gallery opening for this year. Mm -hmm. And we feature local and regional artists. And it's just, it's been amazing to see the turnout for that that we've had. Um, we also do programs for the schools. We had two performances last week for um, our pre-K through fifth graders. Um, it's called, How Have You Filled a Bucket Today? And it teaches children the importance of kindness and how they should think about the acts of kindness as filling a bucket with kindness. Wow. And so we had over 300 students come to see those performances. So it's just constant, you know, one thing, right? And then the volunteer training. Right. So it's, it's always something going on here. People, people don't realize. Right. And... We try to keep people aware of everything going on by our website and our our emails and Facebook, but with the rentals, it's it's a busy place. Yes, it <laughs> is. And it's something for all ages, and you can do anything here. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're just so lucky to have the prizery in our community because not every small town has something like this. That is and very true. We're very lucky to have it and to have you leading the front. Well, I'm I honored mean, to lead it. it uh, we are very lucky to have you, and you. I'm lucky to have you in our lives uh, and um, and everything that you're doing for Riley and helping her become a star on stage. That's what she's she adorable. says she wants to be, well. and um, and we just really appreciate everything that you've been doing and that you're going to continue to do and just your way of being firm on what you believe in and making sure that it's right. I just love that. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. And, you know, I end every podcast with this one question and um, it's one of our interview questions at Rogers and um, it's always the one people remember. So <laughs> if you could have dinner with one living person outside of your family, who would it be? I would say at the current moment, it would be Hugh Jackman. Yes. And not just because he's gorgeous <laughs> to look at, <laughs> but um, as a performer, he is what we in the business call a triple threat. He's a singer. He's an actor. He's a dancer. He has made it big on all forms of entertainment from Broadway to pop to um, film. Yeah. He's won awards over all of those mediums. But through it all, he's kept his down-to-earth persona. He is very fan-friendly. He values his fan fans and appreciates them and gives them credit for him being where he is. Yeah. And I just think he's a fascinating man and would love the opportunity to talk with him about everything he's accomplished in his career. In your world, I think that could happen. 
Yeah. We're going to talk about it. Uh, that sounds good to me. <laughs> we can talk it into yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending time with me today and allowing me to come here to oh, be in your territory. It's, so, it's an honor to have you here, yeah. and we invite everybody to come out. And if you don't know about the Prize please check us out online um, on our website. Find something. We have something for everybody, and I'll leave it with saying we really want to let people know too that we offer scholarships mm. um, and that's, that's uh, and that's something that again like you said not every small town has a chance of doing mm -hmm. and through the foundation next door the Edmonds Family Scholarship for the Arts provides programs for little to no cost for yeah. those that need financial aid and so please reach out don't let that stand in your way and we want to yeah. see everybody here. Absolutely. And I'll put all the links and all the information in the podcast description so you can go to it, check it out, start participating in what we have to offer Please here do. because the prizery is an amazing place and we want it to continue for years to come. And I can't wait to see and watch the amazing things you continue to oh, do. Thank and thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Rogers Radio Podcast. I will talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye.